Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it does not matter what day it is, because Christ has died for all days, so on this day is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it, simply because it is a day that none of us have seen and a day that none of us will never see again. So let us rejoice on this day and be glad for what the Lord has done for us in our lives. I know I am, and I hope that you are also. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to follow up on a message that I did on Wednesday, and it was talking about the master's table and the invitation that came from the master's table. So over in Luke 14 and chapter uh, verse 12, I'm sorry, chapter 14 and verse 12, I talked about on Wednesday how the master of the house sent his servant out into the world and to talk to those who had already received VIP status. You see, Jesus When he came to the earth, he had a pre-selected list of those he were to go and present himself to. These were the VIPs that if they would have accepted the invitation, the millennial reign would have come and we would be still be a part of that millennial reign with him. But he had to come to those that were already pre-selected. And when that didn't happen and they rejected him by putting him on a cross and crucifying him, when that happened, the invitation went away and it now has become an invitation to all. And that's what I talked about on Wednesday. One of the things I want to talk about today is how we know that we have been selected how we know that we are now the VIPs of this great banquet. Real briefly, let's go back into Luke 14 and where we started on Wednesday was verse 16, where a great man or a man once held, had a great banquet, I'm sorry. And he told his servant to go and get those who had already been pre-selected because the meal was now ready. Now, the master is at the table waiting for those to come so that he can enjoy the meal with him. And what is at the table are plates and glasses. I mean, all the all the, the things that are needed for this banquet, placemats and napkins and, you know, uh, cards with names on it. Everything that you can imagine is at this table. And so the servant, he goes out and he meets a real estate mogul. Now this real estate mogul has spent a great deal of money on land that he did not even see. No one in their right mind would buy something sight unseen, but that is what this real estate mogul has done. You see, This man has made investments. Some investments paid off. Some investments 
had fallen through. But this man told the servant that he could not come, even although he was pre-selected, that he could not come to this banquet because he had just invested money into this land and he had to go see what his investment uh, produced. Please say that I'm excused, he says. So the servant goes on to the next person on the list. And this person on the list is a farmer. And the farmer has just released his old, beat up, dilapidated equipment and has invested in new equipment, new brand new oxen. That will give him the efficiency to do more work at a lesser cost. And he had put into his investment and he wanted to test out his investment to see how well the guarantee was that these oxen would give him more power, more work and more money. He acts to be excused. And so the servant goes on and he comes to newlyweds, a wedding party. And it is after the wedding, it is the reception and he goes to them and he offers the invitation to them because they are on the list as VIPs also. And they have already made plans for their honeymoon to leave after the reception was over and they did not have time to come to the banquet, which the master of the house would have loved. He would have enjoyed being at this wedding or having this wedding party come celebrate with him. Can you imagine the gifts that would have been given to these newlyweds had they come to the master's residence to enjoy their wedding feast with him. He would have showered them with gifts beyond their imagination, but they could not because what was more important to them was the money that they put into their honeymoon and they asked to be dismissed. Well, the servant goes back to the master And he tells him all these things. Now, he tells him all these things while the master is at the table. And so what the master does in his anger, because the master of the house is angry, he is upset. He got the news that he did not want to hear, but it was news that he had to hear in order to for him to make the next step. What the master did was he folded his cloth. He laid it neatly beside his plate. He got up and as he was walking away, he told the servant to go out into the world. To go get the lame, the dumb, the blind, go get the homeless, the crippled, those who are second natured citizens, go get them because I want my house filled, he says, because those who that were 
previously on the VIP list are no longer there. They will no longer have an opportunity to taste what has been prepared for them. But those that you are going after, they are the new VIPs. They are the ones that will eat the meal that I have prepared for them. Go. So the servant goes. He does as the master has told him and he goes out into the world to take invitations to all who will accept them. Invitations to all who will receive them and invitations to those that will also give invitations to others. What's that invitation you ask? That invitation comes from Romans 10 and 9. That invitation says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That's the invitation. That is the invitation that is needed to get you into this banquet. That is all you need as far as invitation goes that will get you into this banquet and get you at the master's table because the master has now got up from the table and his servant has saw him or seen him get up from the table and he will come back to the table, but he will not be alone when he comes back to the table. So my question for you, traveling pulpit family is, will you be at the table when he returns? Will you accept? the invitation to the banquet that the master has prepared in your honor. Will you accept that invitation that comes from Romans 10, nine, which says confess with your heart that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Will you accept that invitation? That is the invitation that he has sent out to you. Will you accept that? Well, the servant, when he came to the earth, he faced a lot of difficulties. He faced a lot of challenges. He faced a lot of trials and tribulations. That's what he faced. But he did not face them as we would face them. You see, you have to also understand that the servant is not only a child of the master, but he is also a son of the land. He was born from a womb that had not been touched by dead seed. So therefore, a live womb gave birth to life as the live womb, when touched by dead seed, gives birth to death. This operation worked another way. The, the master put the servant in the womb of a virgin whose womb is perfect, though that woman is not perfect. That womb is perfect because that womb has been placed there to carry life. But now. It carries death because what the womb brings forth into the world is going to die. But he was placed there before the dead seed of man could touch it 
before the dead seed of man could destroy it. He was placed in a live womb as a live embryo that became a live baby, that became a live man that lived among dead people. See, he was alive while we were dying. But what he came to do as directed by the servant was to give invitations to the dying that they might themselves have a right to live. That is what he has done. And that is why he came. And so if you will go with me over into John, the book of John, chapter 20. Let's go in and look at how this life was affected by death. And I will show you how the cloth that was used at the, as, at the master's table is or has been used to prove the master's table in this life. Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark and noticed that the stone had been rolled away. And out of fear, she ran and she went to Simon Peter and John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he and she told them that they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. Now, whether she had time to finish her sentence or not. Peter and James took off running and John, Peter and John, I'm sorry, Peter and John took off running and John outran Peter being younger, Peter being older. Of course, it naturally the speed of the younger outran the, the, the older Peter. But John getting to the tomb first did not go in. You see, Peter is the unspoken leader of the disciples and therefore by he being older, had the seniority over the younger John, went into the tomb first and Peter saw the linen cloths lying there and he also saw the face cloth that was on the face of Jesus lying there. But it wasn't lying next to the linen cloths, it was lying in a place all by itself. So when John goes in, John sees, the first thing John sees is the linen cloth folded up by itself away from the linen cloth that Jesus was wrapped in. And John automatically knew and believed. What did John believe and why did John believe it? You see, Traveling Pulpit family, ancient Hebrew customs said, that the master, when he would be at the table eating his meal, the servant would be so far away to watch the master while he ate so that he would know when the master would be done. Now, if the master is done with his food, he would then use the cloth to wipe his face, to wipe his hands, and he would put the cloth on top of his plate to let the servant know that his meal was finished, that he would be getting up from the table and he would not be coming back. But if the master was not finished with his meal, he would put the cloth neatly folded beside his plate to let the servant know that though he has gone, he will return. 
If you remember traveling pulpit family, when this, when the master got up from the table, now this is just me speaking. This is just me speaking over in Luke 14, when he sent his servant out into the highways and byways, the master, I believe that this is coming from me. I believe he got up from the table and neatly folded that cloth. That cloth that represents the face cloth on Jesus being folded up in a place all by itself. I believe that cloth supernaturally came from the master's house to the face of Jesus on the day of his resurrection so that no one else could recognize that cloth. But John, knowing what that cloth represented and knowing that no one was going to get their hands on that cloth because it is no longer here. It has gone back to the master's house. And I believe when we get to the master's house, yes, I said, I believe when we get to the master's house, we're going to see the same cloth that was on Jesus face sitting at the table of the master next to his plate when he comes back to the banquet table, because I believe we're going to be there with him. I know I'm not going to be the only one that's there and but I believe that you're going to be there with me. John saw this. You now know this. What will you do with this? Will you hide it away or will you share it with someone? You see, it is so important, traveling pulpit family, that you share this message with someone. Let someone hear this message because someone needs to hear the word of God. They don't need to hear the words of, of Vernon. They don't need to hear the words that come out of my mouth. They need to hear the words of the master speaking to them. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Try the spirit by the spirit. First John four says. Don't hear my voice, hear the Lord's voice in the servant of his choosing that is delivering this message to you on today. That's why it's so important for you to understand. I do not take credit for any of this, nor do I want credit for any of this. This is God's doing. I am just his servant that have received the invitations from him that I'm passing out invitations to you all. There is a place in a golden city on a golden street that has an address written on that invitation and it has your name on the front written in gold. But when you open up that invitation, it has your name written in blood and it has VIP on it. Will you accept this invitation? This is the invitation that will get you into the master's house. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place. And if I go, I will turn, I will come and take you to where I am so that you will be where I am. You have to have this invitation. Do you accept this invitation? And, and if you do accept this invitation, if you want this invitation, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And that is your invitation. That there is your invitation. Now, what you do with that invitation is you apply it to other believers who have the same invitation you have. Don't carry that invitation alone. 
because there are robbers and thieves out there that are looking to rob you and to hurt you and to take from you that invitation. We are greater in numbers than we are alone. Greater is he who is in me than me and than he that is in the world. Together we are stronger. But alone, we are vulnerable. Will you accept this invitation? Will you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Will you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? And will you know that you are saved once you do this? Don't do this alone. Get with other believers. Get with others who have the invitation just like you do. If that, then if that invitation doesn't have gold written on the front and doesn't have blood, when you open it, get away. Get away from them. They're not the ones that you need to be around. Because some have imitation invitations. They will get them nowhere. And it will get you nowhere also. But will you receive this invitation today? Will you confess with your mouth? Will you believe in your heart? Will you know that you are saved? The invitation has now been given. And it's up to you whether or not you want to receive it. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, that's all I have for today. I want to thank you so much for allowing me to come and share this message with you about invitations that leads to salvation because it is important that you know these things. The world is doing the things of the world. They are doing the things that the world will do. But it is time for us to stand for the Lord stand on the word of God and know that the word of God is standing with us, knowing that we are protected when we stand together, knowing that nothing, nothing can overcome us if we have the power of God in us. And that's a big if traveling pulpit family, because some have the knowledge of the power, but they do not acknowledge the power of God. It is time to do so. It is time for us to come together. It is time for us to organize and it is time for us to stand. Not against the things that are going on in this world. These these things are going to pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain forever. It's time that we stand on his word. The invitation is yours. Will you accept it? Thank you once again, Traveling Pulpit family. Let me go into our dismissal and be dismissed for the week, knowing that if it is the Lord's will, we will be doing this again on Wednesday with Wednesday with the word. And if it is the Lord's will again, that we will be back here with the traveling pulpit on Saturday. So for the traveling pulpit, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice. I am a sinner saved by the grace of God, and I am his servant who is out doing the work and the will of my father. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time now and forevermore. 
Amen, Traveling Pulpit family. I wish you the best. I love you. And I wish nothing but the best for you and hope that you will share this message, that you will find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at TPM0116. God bless. Love you. Go in peace.